0: Welcome everyone to the storm is here. Uh, I, I you know I'm really speechless right now. It's just the crazy world that we live in, uh, with the recent um, protests happening not only in the states but happening all over the world, including here in Canada. Now I want to do this video about some recent news. Uh, two incidents. Uh, one happened obviously recently, and and one happened uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. And this is the uh, ever growing fascist state that's happening all around the world but we're going to focus our attention on the united states now i'm talking about the recent kidnappings happening one in just just very recent in in new york city and the other one happening in portland so let's start with the portland one and this is out of vice news you can see here there's uh, two camouflaged police officers federal police officers who are detaining a protester, mask them, and then uh, then proceed to put them in a unmarked vehicle. So again, this is the new trend. Now, I I do want to make a reference to Nazi Germany. When Hitler uh, rose to power, he created the Gestapo, which acted in the same manner. They would detain people that went against uh, Hitler's um, uh, views, and they would detain them, put them in secret camps and then uh, some cases uh, would you would never see them again. So again, this is the beginning of it and uh, I'm gonna read this article for you. Um, by the way, it's the title is, uh, Trump sent cops to Portland and they're kidnapping people off the streets. Camouflage federal officers have been patrolling the streets, pulling protesters into unmarked cars and arresting them. Again, without any due process, without any warrants. Federal law enforcement officials deployed by President Donald Trump to Portland, Oregon, are, by all accounts, operating as if the city is a police state, according to multiple reports and videos. In recent weeks, camouflaged federal officers from the U.S. Marshals Special Operations Group and the Border Patrol Tactical Unit, the Border Patrol's rough equivalent of a SWAT team, have been patrolling the city, which uh, has seen ongoing protests since the death of George Floyd. In police custody in Minneapolis in May, but in recent days, these federal law enforcement officers have escalated their tactics, using unmarked cars to grab pro- protesters and arrest them. Oregon Public Broadcasting reported last Thursday night, two pro- protesters said they were walking home after a relatively tame night of protests uh, on July twenty. Uh, sorry, on July fifteenth, when a minivan suddenly pulled up in front of them. I seen guys in camo one of the protesters, Connor O'Shea, told OPP. Four or five of them popped out, opened the door, and it was just like, oh shit, I don't know who you are or what you want with us. Federal police have charged at least 13 protesters with crimes according to Oregon Public Broadcasting. Well, they've arrested others and released them, such as O'Shea's companion that night, Mark Pettibone. I'm basically tossed into the van Pettibone said and I had my beanie pulled over my face so I couldn't see and they held my hands over my head. The U.S. Marshals Service denied that they arrested or even detained Pettibone according to OPB. A video posted earlier this week showed unidentified federal officers in camouflage arresting a protester who had their hands up on the street. And there's a video right here. I'm sure that a lot of people have seen it already. Uh, I encourage you guys to go on YouTube and uh, research it. Lawyer Juan Chavez, who serves as director of the Civil Rights Project at Oregon Justice Resource Center in Portland, compared the Fed's tactics to abduction and kidnapping people off the streets. It's like stop and frisk meets Guantanamo Bay, he said. Last week, an un- uh, unarmed protester was standing across the street holding a speaker and when federal-, federal agents shot him in the head with, n- with non-lethal munitions rendering him bloody, unconscious, and resulting in facial and skull fractures. On June 26th, Trump signed an executive order, this is very important, purporting to protect monuments which have been toppled in recent months all around the country. As part of that order, he gave a six-month authorization to the Department of Homeland Security and other agencies to provide personal to assist with the or personnel, sorry, to assist with the protection of federal monuments, memorials, statues, and property. Look, the people were protesting against these statues because of what they stood for. They stood for trash. They stood for racism. They stood for uh, slavery. Uh, and again, I'm not one to erase history because I think it's a good. It's a. It's a bitter reminder of never to repeat it. But at the same time, when you erect statues and monuments, you're basically idolizing. Uh, and basically showing them in a good light. And that is uh, totally unacceptable. So as a result, federal law enforcement has been in Portland since July 2nd, and they've also been deployed in at least two other cities, Seattle and Washington, uh, D.C., according to William Metz Week. The paper also noted that along with the marshals and the BORTAC, the the Federal Protective Services and DHS itself have also participated in patrolling the protests, President Trump and administration officials have praised federal law enforcement's actions in Portland who've claimed that Portland officials and local police couldn't handle the protests. Acting DHS Deputy Secretary Ken Cuccinelli told Fox News this week that protesters in Portland are seeking opportunities to destroy the cops. His boss, acting DHS Secretary Chad Wolf visited the city Thursday afternoon in a statement referred to federal action in Portland as a siege. But look, I just want to make something clear: the protests that happen all over the states, for the most part, are basically in response to decades of failed policies. Yes, this, uh, of course, you know, police brutality is part of it. What happened to George Floyd was basically the the spark that ignited this big uh, big flame. And of course, when they are out in the streets, when the citizens are protesting for institutional change, then it's met with violence from the state or from the government, and and in particular from the establishment. All right, let let me read the next article for you. This is out of the left voice. And now we're gonna move our focus on what happened in New York. All right, so protests are kidnapped by NYPD in unmarked car on tuesday evening oh sorry guys let me start that again on tuesday evening an unmarked van attacked and kidnapped a protester the event marks an escalation in the police tactics against the uprisings for black lives on tuesday on tuesday during the early evening the NYPD reached a new level of covert tactics A broad coalition of leftists put together 24 hours of protests against the NYPD's violent raid on the Abolition Park encampment. Last week as part of the larger protests against police brutality that have been happening globally for two months, the Day of Actions included a teach-in, a volition, and was supposed to end with a revolutionary uh, rave. However, At the intersection of 2nd Avenue and 25th Street, the police violently disrupted a peaceful march on its way to Madison Square uh, Park for the scheduled meditation." And again, this is not just solely. The world is not, look, I just wanna make this clear because again, mainstream news um, and small publications like this sometimes get their news from mainstream. They're pushing narratives here. They're making this about police brutality. Yes, that's one of the items. It's one of the issues but it's in the overall bigger picture, it's more about systemic change around the globe. And again, I, I invite you guys to research it. Please don't use mainstream news to do that though, because they, they can manipulate you and lead you the wrong way. All right, caught on the video or caught on video by several witness witnesses, a trans femme protester was violently grabbed off the street and thrown into an unmarked car while protesters shouted for the police brutality to end More officers on bikes came to aid the kidnapping, using their bikes to block protesters from helping their comrade. And again, they use these words, comrade, again, to basically paint a picture that comrades and anarchists are behind this mess. They're the ones that should be punished. Again, you gotta catch these buzzwords, okay? One particular aggressive uh, officer ran into the crowd, screaming at the protesters to get back with his hand on the holster of his weapon In a typical NYPD fashion, not a single officer can be seen wearing a mask properly during this close contact assault. Twelve protesters in total were arrested at the scene. And yes, more hypocrisy by the establishment. They send police officers, the ones that should be leading by example. And of course, they're not wearing any masks. So uh, just more hypocrisy. And basically, uh, just another reason uh, or another example of uh, them telling you how you should think and how you should live. Okay. Let me, I won't play this video here, but let me carry on with the article. Uh, many see this as a continuation of the civil rights violations perpetrated against dissenting voices in Portland. Uh, they also believe that this is a sign that the federal agents, that President Trump and his right-wing lackeys, again, this is not about right versus left folks. This is, a, this is from a left-leaning uh, news publication. Uh, but again, this is not about left versus right. Let me continue on. Have been threatening New Yorkers with, uh, with our here, but uh, these assailants were not the federal agents terrorizing people in Portland. They were members of the NYPD. The NYPD News Twitter has accused the person in custody of damaging a police camera during five separate criminal incidents in around City Hall Park. The arresting officers were assaulted with rocks and bottles. However, the videos does not substantiate these claims. So they're they're making accusations or basically lying without any proof. Okay, let's carry on. Uh, Further, allegedly damaging a police camera is no reason to kidnap someone off the streets in, in, in an unmarked vehicle. Those are the actions of a secret police. It is clear that the NYPD is choosing to escalate tactics against the public and it is all under the guidance of the Democrats who are overwhelmingly control both the city and the state. We cannot allow the story in Portland to make us believe that the Democrats are any better or any different than Republicans. This is just further evidence that the cities led by Democrats also violently repress protesters and violate their constitutional rights. Mayor de Blasio also allowed the city's police officer, officers to kidnap political dissenters. Federal agents uh, may very well be on our way, but that won't stop the NYPD in a Democratic led city. From brutalizing protesters, while we wait and see, dissenters, like I said, Nazi Germany, they would uh, uh, the Gestapo would come late at night, while you were sleeping, abduct you, take you to a secret encampment, and would probably never be seen again because you opposed uh, Hitler's um, policies. So again, this is this is again this is an, uh, more more stuff that's happening all, all around the world. And it's becoming more and more evident that fascism is here. All right, let's, um, I'll just show you the video. Here it is. Sorry guys. Video of a protester arrested yesterday by plainclothes police officers. Uh, she was arrested in an unmarked vehicle. That video stirring up a lot of controversy. The woman was wanted on several charges of alleged vandalism. You have a plenty charges judges for Times Square with, uh, with more how all of this unfolded. Uh, Lindsay, the woman was released overnight.
1: That's right, Pat. And this came after a long day of protest. Some of those protests still happening here, ending here in Times Square, and we are expecting more to come today. But now city leaders are demanding answers after one of the protesters yesterday was forced into an unmarked police van. It happened uh, just before 6 last night at 25th Street and 2nd Avenue. A group called abolition park which was holding a black lives matter protest march say an unmarked van came upon them with no warning and 18 year old nikki stone was quickly taken inside which you can see in this video that went viral police however say the woman was arrested because she was wanted for damaging police cameras during five separate incidents in and around city hall park in a tweet the nypd says quote When officers from the Warrant Squad took the woman into custody in a gray NYPD minivan this evening, they were assaulted with rocks and bottles. The Warrant Squad uses unmarked vehicles to effectively locate wanted suspects. Regardless though, people are still not comfortable with the the way that the arrest was made. Uh, Elected officials taking to Twitter to speak out about the incident yesterday. For instance, City Council Speaker Corey Johnson
0: saying it was incredibly disturbing all right, I'll just stop it there. And again, as you could see, um, when you watch the video again, you see the, the police officers not wearing any masks, but yet uh, these are gonna be the same cops that are gonna make it mandatory for people to wear masks. And if you don't wear your masks, then they're gonna violently take you down and arrest you. So again, more hypocrisy on this whole system and, uh, and and more reasons, more examples on why we need systemic change, okay? not change we can't change within the system this this current system has to be taken down right right down to the ground okay all right let's uh now this is uh mayor de blasio bill de blasio his response and he says that uh, mayor bill de blasio on wednesday suggested that the arrest was justified but he called out the execution troubling it was the wrong time and the wrong place to effectuate the arrest And he said at a news uh, news bracing, again, any politician, regardless of uh, what level of government they're at, when they're moving their mouth, they are lying. So he's actually justifying the arrest. He's actually justifying the secret police, uh, unmarked vehicles, in plain street clothes, come on the streets, just totally abduct people, kidnap them, throw them in a car without any due process. And he feels that this is normal because they damage police equipment, okay? There are uh, criminals out there who do far uh, far worse, like you know, financial crash in 2008 when the bankers bankrupted the entire world, and not one not one single uh, banker, or mortgage lender, or whatever you want to call, them was put into jail. Not even one politician who who actually allowed this. In fact, they got rewarded. But those people should have been arrested, but they weren't. But someone who damages uh, some. Some cheap camera equipment, or even camera equipment in general, gets thrown into a car, uh, Gustavo style. So now all this is uh, now I, again. Remember, I was mentioning to you this is not about left versus right, because it's not, because both parties, just like uh, in that news article by the left, the left voice had stated that it was the Democrats behind the New York City uh, abduction. Okay, it was both on the city and the state level. They're they're both controlled by the Democrats. Uh, They're the ones that actually supported this and actually agreed to it. So again, don't don't think that this is a Trump thing. It's not. it, It this is a system thing. Both parties are complicit. Now this was brought to you by Mr. President Obama, and I'll read it for you. This is out of Forbes, and this came back in. January 2nd of 2012 and it's uh, so relevant now uh, than ever and I'll, I'll read uh, I'll read to you why we're in the situation that we're in. Again, like I mentioned, this has been uh, basically de-escalating or it's been sorry, it's been escalating uh, ever since the 9/11 attacks and when George Bush started the campaign on taking your rights and freedoms away. All right, President Obama signed the National Defense Authorization Act. Now what? Uh, One thing I love about writing on technology is that it's a subject always filled with hope and optimism for every frightening use of technology by oppressive governments. There's a corresponding story about the use of the same technology to overcome oppression. For every story of police abuse I've read, there's another story about corruption and violence exposed by something as simple as a camera phone. But can technology help us overcome truly Uh, pernicious legislation like the National Defense Authorization Act recently signed by the President. The National Defense Authorization Act greatly expands the power and scope of the federal government to fight the war on terror. You guys remember the war on terror? Including codifying into law the indefinite detention of terrorism suspects without trial. Under the new law, the U.S. military has the power to carry out domestic anti-terrorism operations on U.S. soil. The fact that I support this bill as a whole does not mean... Now this is a Mr. Hope and Change you can count on, uh, Obama himself, or we're quoting him here. The fact that I support this bill as a whole does not mean I agree with everything in it. The president said in a statement, I have signed this bill despite having serious reservations with certain provisions, that regulated the detention, interrogation, and prosecution of suspected terrorists. Now, there was a president, uh, McKinley, who actually uh, signed into law the Federal Reserve Act and then later on regretted doing it. It seems like he knew what he was doing, um, but he, I guess he I didn't really have any choice in the matter and, and did it anyways uh, because his career was on the line. And I feel that uh, Mr. Obama, actually, I don't even want to call him that. I, I feel that this guy, Obama, did the exact same thing. He knew what he was signing, uh, but he did it anyways to further his career. Because again, they're all parasite. This is what they do. This is their job. All right. Uh, worse, the NDAA authorizes the military to detain even US citizens under the broad new anti-terrorism provisions provided in the bill once again, without trial. Interesting, isn't that what we're seeing now? There is some controversy on this point, in part because the law, as written, uh, is entirely too vague, but whether or not the law will be used to indefinitely detain U.S. citizens domestically, it is written to allow the detentions of U.S. citizens abroad as well as foreigners without trial. Now, every law is legalese. It's all vague with tons of loopholes in them, so that they can basically, the, the establishment, the government can manipulate certain situations to basically fit their agenda. And this is what we're seeing now. So not only are the feds detaining uh, detaining citizens without warrant, we're actually seeing local police too. So this this is just a a bill that gives sweeping powers to every single uh, uh, authoritarian, uh, authoritative uh, figure, excuse me, in the United States, gives them Unlimited powers. Again, this is parallel to what happened in Nazi Germany. Uh, Obama's signing statement seems to suggest he already believe he has the authority to indefinitely detain Americans. He just never intends to use it. Adam uh, Suver writes at Mother Jones, a left unsaid perhaps deliberately is the distinction that has dominated the debate over the defense bill. The difference between detaining an American captured domestically or abroad this is why ACLU director Anthony Romero released a statement shortly after Obama's, arguing that the authority in the defense bill could be used by by this and future presidents to militarily detain people captured uh, far from any battlefield. Again, it was Obama righted into, well, wrote it into power, wrote it into uh, um, into legislation, enacted it, and now Mr. Trump is using it. The NDAA makes the status quo worse. Glenn Greenwald makes a compelling case that the law gives the government truly frightening powers. He notes that section 1022 exempts US citizens from the requirement of military detention, but still leaves the option open to the state. The only provision from which US citizens are exempted here is the requirement of military detention. Greenwald writes, for foreign nationals accused of being members of Al Qaeda, military detention is mandatory. For U.S. citizens, it is optional. This section does not exempt U.S. citizens from the presidential power of military detention, only from the requirement of military detention. The most important point on this issue is the same as underscored in the prior, in the prior two points. The compromise reached by Congress includes language preserving the status quo. He continues that's because the Obama administration already argues that the original 2001. Uh, AUMF authorizes them to act against US citizens, obviously if they believe they have the power to target US citizens for assassination. Then they believe that they have the power to detain US citizens as enemy combatants. The proof that this bill does not expressively exempt US citizens or those captured on US soil is that amendments offered by Senator Feinstein providing expressively for those exemptions were rejected. The compromise was to preserve the status quo by including the provision that the bill is not intended to alter it, with with regard to American citizens. But that's because proponents of broad detention powers are confident that the status quo already permits such detention. I'm not going to get into more of it. I, I pretty much read the gist of it. So again, all the things that you're seeing right now, uh, you know, all the police brutality, all the you know, all the arrests without any warrants the kidnapping, um, the country is, again, the country and the world is is just slipping further and further into, into a fascist state. And again, this is brought to you by both parties. This is not, again, this is not left versus right. Okay, that that's the illusion that they're just making you believe that the Democratic Party is worse or that the Republic, uh, Republican Party is worse and that you have to be in opposition to it. This is about the establishment taking away your rights um, since 2001 and making things even worse. Now, with the economic collapse that is here um, with the, due to COVID, and again, they always need a boogeyman to basically justify uh, the economic crash. Now, again, this economic crash is is different. It's actually even worse than the first one back in the 30s and now they're even saying that the second one the second coronavirus wave sorry is uh, basically going to make the crash of uh, of the 1930s look like a cakewalk and of course with that see again okay, let me let me try to explain this to you guys this has been something that has been planned by the establishment they wanted to crash the economy they want to consolidate powers Okay, And they needed their puppets to uh, basically blueprint this so that uh, in case of an economic crash like the one we're seeing and the one that is coming uh, is going to basically uh, result in millions of people on the streets and not only protesting, but this is going to pretty, pretty, pretty much be a war against the establishment. So I just want to make this clear. This is not about race. This is not about left versus right. This is not about religion per se. This is about class war. And this is uh, a, uh, this is a way on how the establishment is fighting back against the majority. So we got to get smart. We got to get strong. And more importantly, we got to get united. We have to understand who the enemy is. We have to understand what needs to be done. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, the entire system cannot be changed, cannot be changed. It has to be teared down. Let's make that clear. Everybody's out there saying it can be changed. It cannot be changed. It's got to be teared down and we have to erect a new one. Just like how they, they, they tore down those statues, justifiably, we have to tear down this system. So I want to thank everybody for uh, watching. Please share. Uh, please subscribe. Please hit the bell for further uh, future videos. And more importantly, guys, please, let's unite. Take care.